by five live podcast our mission here is purpose-driven productivity we talk about mindset productivity uh wellness well-being stress management all the things yeah bunch of stuff bunch of stuff last week we spoke about uh inflammation Mm -hmm. and digestion uh i hope you uh got some tips out of that one and this week we are talking about uh, longevity. Longevity. So we're just kind of going on that theme. We Look are. At you. We are. So I was talking about longevity with my grad students um, this week in a course, and it made me think about how this is information that I think is important for everybody. Yeah, and you got a lot of questions about it. So I did get a lot of questions about it because when you think about longevity, you know, all of us obviously are aiming right now to become like the healthiest versions of ourselves. But I think it's so important to look at when we were talking about legacy the other week and we we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, some of these practices that we're putting into place. What longevity essentially is, is daily habits that you're putting into your routine that are going to help you live the healthiest that you can for years and years and years to come. Yeah. So um, the longevity research that I use in my graduate class and, and somebody that I followed, actually, I think the podcast, the first podcast I ever listened to was Dan Buettner. Mm. Um, Rich Roll interviewed him. It was when I was, pre- like before I was pregnant with Hadley. And real quick here, like, so we're going to dive into longevity. But one thing I think about when I think about longevity is the quality of your years and your later years. So yeah. let's just say your cliff is at 90. <laughs> How does that last five, 10 years of your life? Are you, are you, you know, living a vibrant life then? Or are you, you know, in a nursing home and yada, yada? I mean, it's really trying to create those years to be quality years later in life. Right. And so that's the the Dan Buettner, what I was talking about. He is responsible for this research. I think he was like a photographer, writer for National Geographic. So, yep. And he was on assignment for National Geographic to go around the world. And he, what he did was he studied these pockets in the world that had the most concentrated number of centenarians which is any people who are living above 100 years old are centenarians. Yep. And what he found was that these people weren't just living, right? Like like the kind of like the Brian was explaining where they're sick and they're in the nursing homes and they're not feeling well. Like these were people who were over 100 but were thriving and healthy. And so he studied, I think it was five pockets of the world that had this concentration. And what he tried to do was interview these people to try to pull out themes and consistencies that all of these people shared. And it's actually fascinating research. You should look it up if you haven't but he found the five places were loma linda california i'll explain that one in a little bit uh nicoya costa rica sardinia italy acaria greece and then okinawa japan and so he would interview couples as far as relationships were concerned he would interview individuals um, and really sit with these people and go through their daily routines to figure out where they aligned Um, And some of those things were things like they move naturally, which is something we've talked about in the movement podcast, where these aren't people who are doing, you know, HIIT workouts four days or five days a week. These are people who use bikes to get from one location to the other, who garden or who take the stairs or who are just super active in their community. They go for walks every day. So they're out in nature. They really aren't like they're not sitting on the couch they're they're moving constantly throughout their day and that's something that you know when we talk about mm-hmm. movement i think sometimes getting really clear on your best form of movement and then trying to pick little pieces of your day where you can include that like we're 
um, you know, take the stairs is something that people say all the time, but it's something small that you can do that allows that movement break in between to break up your day, I think is really, really important. Which is a great book, by the way, Take the Scares. It is a great book. Um, one thing that, and we've talked about purpose and passion here, but a lot of these people had a purpose, whether it was like family given, like it was something that they were working on through their families or what, you know, in, in um, Okinawa, they call it ikigai. And that's mm-hmm. like their reason for getting up in the morning. So each of these cultures had a different name for it, but all of them had this like greater purpose. In Okinawa, they actually put what their ikigai, which is like their greatest purpose, why they wake up in the morning they, they sometimes write it on an index card or something and they put it on their nightstand so that when they wake up in the morning it's the first thing that they see and that's how they align the rest of their day um another factor was downshifting they're able to find periods every single day to rest and relax and recharge which we're really horrible at <laughs> yes. because we are constantly stimulating so like some of the cultures um like the uh, in ikinawa or um Ikaria, Greece, they take naps. Like, that's part of their culture. Everybody goes home, they have, like, siestas in the middle of the day, and they take naps. You know, some of the... Uh, some of them do like happy hour with loved ones. Some of them mm-hmm. focus that time on being with um, family members. So it's like that period of time every single day where they are relaxing and resting. Another thing we've talked about on the podcast. Um, the 80% rule, which is, like, they listen to their digestion mm-hmm. and they only eat until they're 80% full. A lot of them have a plant slant to their diets, which means that they're eating a lot of plants, fruits, vegetables, whole foods, like we've talked about before. Yeah, things that they're gardening and picking up fresh that day. Yes. This is a fun one. They all, most of them, drink red wine. (laughs) So if that's part of your repertoire, I mean, there's a lot of of benefits to drinking um, red wine in small quantities. It does have like, um, you know, tannin or reservatol and different types of of, uh, compounds in there that are good for longevity. And, but I think what, they're experiencing is actually the fact that they don't drink like alone. It's they, community. It's community, right? Yes. They they have these big like tables where their loved ones come and join and then they're cheersing wine with each other in a very social setting. So it's yes. that sense of community, um, which was a huge theme too. Like what they talk about how they treat their elderly. Like yeah. a lot of older family members live with them in their homes, which is great for the longevity mm-hmm. of the elderly people, but it's also really beneficial for the children. So that sense of community, that sense of family, that sense of connection is really, mm-hmm. really strong in these people. So, I mean, there's this this idea of blues if you're interested in it it's really kind of all the things we've been talking about but what is the underlying theme is the consistency of this and the natural just like affinity for it's very organic it's not like you know we are so strategic about like finding these points in time but because it becomes part of their everyday which is the the idea of habits right and goals is to create this everyday flow where you're just feeling really good and vibrant and full of life and so it doesn't become like this chore it becomes what you do in order to feel your best for years and years and years and years and years to come yes exactly that was really long sorry <laughs> and another uh, little um, information source for longevity is Walter Longo, Dr. Walter Longo, and he studies longevity somewhere in California, I forget where exactly, uh, but he's the leading researcher on actual longevity, and he has something that's called the fasting mimicking diet, and it's basically a week-long fast that you do, but you're consuming anywhere from six to 800 calories a day, and I did this probably about a year and a half, two years ago, yeah. I did it for a week, um, again, Brian experimenting yeah, with himself. Yeah, they give you like a box, right? Like with the yeah. food and the program and mm-hmm. yeah. And so 
And but your body is looking at the six to eight hundred calories as almost like water. So they did a ton of research on what you're eating so that I, I guess it just mimics the fast, but you're not actually doing a whole water fast for a week. And how he describes it as, which I thought was a, painted a perfect picture, at least in my simple mind, is you know a, a train going down the tracks. So when you are in a fasted state or you're starting to fast, um, and let's say you run out of coal on this train, well, what are you going to do? You're going to go around and find the broken chair and burn that. You're going to find the broken handrail and burn that. Whatever is easiest and broken and easily accessible, that's what you're going to start burning. And that's what happens in your body when you're fasting is basically it's looking for the weak cells and it's eating those, it's consuming those and getting rid of those and flushing them out of your system to allow the strong cells to thrive. Um, so it's just a, something to think about because you know fasting is a very popular topic nowadays. People do a ton of intermittent fasting or you know, once a month they do a, a weekend fast or then once a quarter they do a, a longer fast. Mm-hmm. So um, that really just kind of painted a good picture in my mind of what's happening during the fasting process. So if you're interested in his perspective, um, Walter Longo, uh, I think it's called The Longevity Diet is mm-hmm. the book that he released. Yeah. Uh, so just some more information on, on that. Yeah, the Blue Zones too, if you go to their website, I actually have my graduate students do this as an assignment, but there's a couple tests on there, like quizzes that you can take. One of them is like your longevity, they give you like a percent I don't know like some type of like um, guide uh, to how like with your current lifestyle what your longevity might look like and then it gives you really like a- applicable tips on like how you could increase that by changing something with your diet or maybe with your movement or whatever that is so is it a perfect quiz I don't think so but at least it gives you some self-awareness yeah. and a little snapshot into like what you currently are doing and what are some ideas and practices that you might be able to to put into your Uh, daily routine so I will link that in the show notes so you guys can take that if you want to Um, I always think that self-awareness is so important because it helps us get to that self-actualization process point point so hope you enjoyed (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't subscribed to the podcast please do Uh, write us a review share with a friend if you're watching on YouTube please subscribe like Um, if you haven't checked out the 3x5 Life product it's at 3x5life.com And have a fantastic week. See ya. Take care. Hello, world, wake me up to another good, good.